Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. We're making an ad. Napping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the That's ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. Hey, do you have an idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? Or do you have an already existing podcast that you want to take to the next level? Well, check out WeKnowPodcasting.com. From concept development to theme music to editing to logos, WeKnowPodcasting.com is a one-stop shop for all things pod. Don't hesitate to hit us up. We're very nice. You did. What if you lied? That was uh, What If by Creed off of the Scream 3 soundtrack. What's up, Matt? Hey, buddy. Uh, I just realized we weren't recording a backup file. I just got that going. Uh, so, this is, I, I mean, I feel like I say this on a fairly regular basis, but this yeah. has got to be the biggest stretch. That we've ever made for Christmas content. Let Dylan me wants say, to talk I, about the new Scream movie. I do. And, I and do. we needed to find a way to make sense. And the only thing we could come out come up with was that the original Scream was actually a Christmas release. Like, it was. Um, so I want to apologize. Any of our listeners that genuinely come to us for just Christmas content. Number one. Thank you. It's a very weird choice because we rarely do cover just Christmas content, (laughs) (laughs) but thank you for listening. Um, Number two, I'm sorry. I can guarantee this is definitely going to be an entertaining episode because I I feel like both of us are really passionate about this series, but I basically, 
Matt messaged me and was like, hey, we need some topics for Tuesday. And I was like, dude, I we need to talk Scream. And he's like, I don't know how the fuck we can do that. And I'm like, okay. In my head, I didn't say this to Matt, but in my head I went, it's our fucking podcast. <laughs> we can talk about anything so- we fucking want to. But number two, Scream 1 opened up December 20th, 1996. And Scream 2 opened December 12th. 1997 um so it's so funny to me because the way these movies are shot especially the first one they always feel like halloween movies to me yeah um just the the pictures of the trees and stuff like that but the first two movies were christmas releases which is so weird such a weird decision because they should have been a summer release honestly like that would make sense december makes zero sense for this zero sense Um, and and I was really worried about the fifth one because it got the the January dump. The de- so. yeah, the, oh the death the death slot the yeah. the we don't have any faith in this movie spot is yeah. what it got. Before we get too far, if you haven't seen Scream one through five, go watch them because I I don't know about Matt, but I'm gonna spoil the shit out of all five of these movies. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I mean, we're gonna keep this reasonable because uh, you know what's the only other thing deader than half the cast of Scream. Uh, our downloads in the month of January. So. Oh yeah, that's unfortunate. But but I was gonna. I they usually gonna say they usually. I, was gonna, I thought you were gonna say hor- horror podcasts. So. No no. Uh, yeah, those two. But no, yeah. it's uh, January is a real rough time apparently for the Christmas podcast world. There's that's a- why we're gonna talk Scream Man yeah. and bring them all back. So if you want topical conversation about the current movie releases a week later. Um, come to Christmas 365. <laughs> and that's what we're here for. All right. So you and I already had a, a bit of a chat about yeah, the movie. I mean, we both like it. We both had the same, like, I wouldn't even say complaints, but, but, uh, sarcastic thoughts. I would, yeah, I would describe I had, it at my own issues with the movie. Um, but I adored it. Uh, I originally was going to go see it again yesterday. It didn't end up happening. Um, basically because I sat down, I was like, it's 2021. This movie is going to be on TV next month. <laughs> uh, it's 2022 now, baby. <laughs> or sorry, it's 2022. The movie's going to be on TV next month. What the fuck's the point? And me going yeah. back to the theater. Um, but it was nice to experience another Scream film in theaters. Um, I always get a rush seeing them. I saw Scream 4 at a midnight release. And surprisingly, a, a decently packed crowd. I, I hear other people's stories of doing the same thing and it being empty. But Yeah, I... um. Mine was empty, but I actively chose for it to be that way. I was like, all right, yeah. let me go to the earliest Saturday morning screening that I can find um, so that there are as few people around me as possible during these uh, trying Rona times. Um, that was but- that was the original plan until my like Scream fandom said, no, dude, You all everybody is posting about it Thursday night. I don't know how these people go to Thursday movies, dude. I can't no, fucking do I it. I can't do that shit. <laughs> um, I, like, I, I, uh, you were even one of those people where you didn't post anything that was spoilery, but it was like by like midday Friday, I was like, I cannot be on social media because I don't want to know if people are even <laughs> liking the movie or not. Like, I want to go... <laughs> As like like I saw you post like rankings and like someone else was like Scream Five go see it I'm like no I don't need to know anything I'm yeah. gonna, like, <laughs> I, I don't I just even if it sucks like, like, <laughs> it's like I don't need that high expectation. <laughs> so, All right so so before we before we jump right into Scream Five, um, Sc- Scream 
the whole series holds a special place in my heart. Um, for those of you that don't know, I am a uh, recovering juggalo. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, whoop, whoop. that, whoop, whoop, that fandom was brought on by Scream 2. There's a Cottonmouth King song halfway through that movie during Randy's death. And Cottonmouth Kings directly relates to ICP. Like they tour together, they hang, they hung out all the time. So that was my introduction to an entire subculture. Honestly, um, one day I was I I think it was a uh, was a Suncoast actually, and I saw the complete DVD set, and I was like, huh. I looked at my mom. I was like, would I like these? Because I I was always a horror kid, and yeah. I had never seen them. And uh, this was like 2004, maybe. And All right, so it was remember, the trilogy I'm pack then. I'm 12 yeah. <laughs> at that <Yeah>. point. <laughs> so <laughs> I know, old ass. Um, so <laughs> I was like, would I like these? And she's like, yeah, I, th- I think you'd really enjoy them. So I got them, watched them all, watched two like a billion times. I, I loved one and three, but two at that age was like, that's the one. That so- was the one that I watched fucking constantly so here so here's the thing scream holds a special place in my heart because you saw them on theaters you old ass no i didn't scream (laughs) 4 was the scream 4 was the first one i saw in theaters really but but scream was the first movie to make me decide i was a horror movie fan hell yeah um so it kind of goes like I would dabble in horror, but I was like afraid yeah. to watch horror simultaneously. I get so, like, I think same thing here. Same thing here. Yeah. Um, like you're was, like you look at the box art. Kid, yeah, like, like I would look at the box art. I would rent if I rented a horror movie, it was always a PG thirteen horror movie. Yeah. Like I always kept it safe. I didn't want to see gross stuff. I didn't want to see blood. If I did watch a horror movie that was R rated, it would be something that was so outlandish that I couldn't possibly take it as real so it'd be like yeah. alligator about like a giant alligator you know what i mean like <laughs> you're super psyched for that shout factory dude, release <laughs> dude i'm so excited but no but that is like one of the early like before yeah. i was a horror movie fan i did watch alligator all the time but i was also a huge michael j fox fan and frighteners came out and i was Fuck like yeah. i really want to see this movie i'm going to push myself through it because ghosts are scary but it's michael <laughs> j fox so it's got to be safe and I like watched this Michael J. Fox movie, and I loved it. And I'm I started showing it to my cousin, who was like a hardcore horror fan. And he was like, yeah. "He's like, if you can watch, he's like, if you can watch this, I think you could watch Scream." And he like, yeah, set- Frighteners has, has some darker elements. And yeah, dare I say, some of those moments are scarier than a lot of the stuff in Scream. Well, and I honestly. think that like honestly, you remove the opening scene of Scream, and even the gore level is about. The like the first Dude, scream so movie is like fairly tame. All things it's considered, it's so funny you say that because I think that was another thing when I was twelve years old. When I would watch the original, I would skip over that opening scene because the 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 image of Casey gutted, yeah, on the tree fucked me up. Like I mean, that freaked me out. So I would always skip right to Sydney on the on the computer. So the funny thing with this was that I watched Scream. The first day that I watched Scream, I was having a sleepover at my cousin's house. Yeah. So it was me, him, and his two sisters. And they were like obsessed with Scream at this point. The VHS had come out and they were just watching it constantly. And I literally watched it twice in a row. Because he was like, all right, close your eyes. I'm going to tell you when to close your eyes. There's like one part that I don't think you could handle. Um, And it was when like 
the boyfriends out on the front deck with the guts hanging out. Yeah. So he's like, all right, Matt, close your eyes. And I like close my eyes. Scene happens. He's like, all right, you're cool to open them. And I watched the rest of the movie. And then when the movie was over, I'm like, can we watch it again? I want to see the part that you made me close my eyes for. Hell yeah. So like, I was like, let's do this. Like, and that was it. That was, was what you imagined in your head way worse than what was on the screen. A, a little that, bit, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But it was like, that was it. After that, I was like, I am off to the races. I was like, I need to watch Halloween. Yeah. I need to watch all the Friday the 13th movies. Fuck I need to yeah, check out dude. Freddy Krueger. That's like, so funny. Cause that's the same thing. Same yeah. here, man. Like that. This was the movie that made me realize I was a horror fan. And this, and that's the Scream franchise and Evil Dead franchise are the two, like my two favorite horror movie franchises. Well, and I think and that so. that's what makes me love this new one is that there are so many points where there are these monologues of it's like Scream isn't just a movie to some people. It is like oh, yeah. such an important nugget of a memory of like watching with family or like watching with friends. And it's like, yeah, Scream became that movie where I think I probably watched that summer the summer of 96, or I guess, no, it would have been the summer of 97. The summer of 97, I probably watched that movie daily for Hell three yeah. months. Yeah. Like, memorized it, knew every line, like, knew every little piece of it. And I was so upset because I was way too young to see part two. And I was like yeah. 14 when part two came out. So I couldn't see that in theaters. So I had to eagerly wait for the DVD to come out, or the VHS. It wasn't even DVD back then. Yeah. Wait for the VHS to come out. Um, Everyone had spoiled that Randy had died for me, which was like devastating. But I was kind of glad that I knew that it was going to happen before I watched it. Yeah. Um, and then I remember I rented it for a sleepover and like it was yeah. me and some friends and we watched it and we kind of hated it at the time. Like what? I, I did not like scream Two. Mm. I was actually in the camp. Here's the crazy part. When no. scream three came Don't out, you I was, fucking do it. <laughs> when Scream 3 originally came out, I was like, man, what a breath of fresh air from that mess oh, that was Scream 2. Gross. Now, I quit. now, hold on a second. <laughs> that was also the mindset of a 15-year-old kid who just was like, yo, that explosion scene was cool. Oh, shit, yeah. it's my boys Jay and Silent Bob popping yeah, up. Like, that's funny. Like, that's it's so like, funny. Like, there, was stu- there was enough stuff for like the eighth grader going into ninth grade to be like, yo, this is fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) but yeah, but yeah, then like, you start like enough time passes (laughs) and you're like, this kind of sucks. And scream Two actually kind of rips. Um, and then like scream Four, when scream Four was the first one I saw in theaters, which was, it was exciting in its own right for that. And scream Four is a very, very funny, mess of a movie yeah. and, and i talked about this on horror movie night i'll talk about it again but we had the director of um you must be the killer on the podcast and he came on the podcast to do our episode on scream three with us because if you've ever seen you must be the killer um it's very meta in the same yeah, way that scream is sure. meta. so it felt Great like movie. a movie yeah. Oh, Great amazing movie. movie. It felt like a perfect like, oh, this is this is a total layup. Like, of course, he yeah. should be on to talk about Scream 3. And he told us something that I've never found any other report of. But he swears yeah. that he had a conversation with Kevin Williams at one point about Scream 4. Yeah. And he told Kevin that he was like, you know, I really like Scream 4, but I hate the ending. I, I when I watched the movie, I kind of wish that Sydney had died. I wish that it had like, he's like, I wish that it had killed her and that her cousin got away with it. 
And Kevin told him that's how it was written. And the studio wouldn't allow it. They're like, you yeah. cannot kill Sidney Prescott. I can't blame him. Yeah. Either. But, but he said that his plan, because they were signed on to do like a scream four, yeah. five and six. Yep. Yep. His plan was that part five was going to essentially merge like scream with, I know what you did last summer because it was going to be Sydney's cousin having gotten away with all of this, being the first person in the franchise to succeed to with their succeed plan. Come back for the sequel. Well, yeah. and then a copycat killer starts killing people and sending her notes that they know that she's the person oh, that who did the first cool. one. And it would have been her trying to find the killer so that they don't, you know, reveal her, <laughs> her past. And I'm like, that would have been a fucking that dope movie. Fucking awesome. But you know what? I don't think it would have been as good as the fucking movie that we got this no, week. So, so I used to come home from school every day. And I think I talked to you about this privately before I used to come home from school and put on the stew party scene. Like yeah. I would start because that scene that, stuff that whole scene is, like is an phenomenal. hour long. Like, yeah. like it's, it's like an hour of them just having the party and I would come home from school Put that scene on, let it play through, and then put Scream Two in. Like it's right. so so weird because I like again scr- now I would never do that. The first Scream, everything's kind of a masterpiece. I love that. Scream, movie. the first Scream is one of the like, <laughs> it's almost boring. I think we've talked about this before, but it's almost boring how tied to like our habits we are on certain days. Yeah. And like Scream is one of those like, if it's Halloween day. It's probably one of the movies I'm gonna watch that day. Yeah, like, but yeah. it's like I think about. It, I'm like, I think the last three Halloweens, without fail, I have watched the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Scream, Idle Hands, nice. <laughs> and Halloween H2O. Like those yeah. are like oh, perfect. My perfect. my four like every and now Coco. Coco's been at it to the mix ah, good, of like good, good, good. I kick off the day with good vibes with Coco and then there just get horrific for the rest. Yeah, and of then it. you end on Texas Chainsaw because it's the most nihilist of the. <laughs> well, a little bit. I, I I get to Texas Chainsaw right around five o'clock when it's trick or treat time. There you go. And then I switch over to like Abbott and like usually that's like where it gets wild, yeah. where it's like oh here's Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein Perfect. or Med Monster yeah. part. But yeah, like I that movie is a flawless. Yeah, I won't say it's flawless. I won't say it's flawless. There are things that bother me in Scream. Point number one: <laughs> Ghostface <laughs> in the grocery store drives yeah, me that was crazy. Stupid. <laughs> like, so I just treat Ghostface in the grocery store as almost. I think it's just another prankster. The same thing with like the guy running through the school. But but that aside, yes, I agree. The, the, I have issues with that. I have issues with Ghostface in the bathroom um, of the school. See, so that one. So I don't mind the bathroom of the school, and I'll explain why. Here's my problem with Ghostface in the grocery store and Ghostface in the woods. This is going to be a long ass episode. I I have concluded through multiple watches. Yeah. And there's no evidence for this. But I've concluded that Ghostface in the bathroom is 100% a kid pulling a prank and I actually yeah. I actually believe that it is the kids that Fonzie is yelling at in his office like two scenes like- later. Oh, uh, okay. Do, you know I thought they were, he was yelling at them before. Who knows? Maybe. I don't remember. Maybe. But <laughs> it's all out of, it's, it's they, out of they order. Could, they could have yelled at him before, and they're like, fuck it. We're going to go ham. Yeah, we're yeah. actually going to stab this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't have a knife. That's the reason why I think it's a prank. Yeah, they don't have anything true. in their hand. That's true. But so, I think that the... the I, I'm almost done. I swear. Okay. I, I think that the grocery store... The grocery store in Ghostface in the Woods, I would be okay with those scenes... 
if Sydney actually saw it. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. Sydney looked and saw Ghostface and then turned around and there was nothing there, I'd be like, perfect. Totally makes sense. Yeah. She's like seeing shit. But the idea that there is a murderer on the loose <laughs> dressing like Ghostface and a dude is in the grocery store <laughs> dressed like that, a crowded grocery store stalking the number one victim and no one does anything. No one's yeah. like, yo, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Insanity. Sorry, I'm done. I'm so, done. You're no, I'm, I'm okay. Move, I'm moving like, away from my microphones. I'm like legit just trying to give my my history with Scream, and every time I talk about one thing, you're like, "Here's my fucking issues <laughs> with this movie," which is crazy because usually that's me. Usually these roles are reversed. <laughs> usually I'm like, "God, this shit you made me watch." Man. <laughs> oh, just kidding. But we both love it so much. Um. So I would come home, watch that scene, and then throw Scream 2 in. And like that opening, the D'Angelo song, she's always in my head. It's yeah, the guitar is great in that song. Fucking yeah. opening. Uh, Jada Pinkett is amazing. That's such a haunt. It's such a haunting opening, especially when she's dying in front of the screen. Um, it's just. It's just such an incredible franchise. I will say, I will argue that the killers have not surpassed Billy and Stu. I still think Billy and Stu are my favorites. I have other killers that I like. Um, I love Mickey just fucking losing it in Scream 2. I, I think that what I like about all of these movies is that Billy and Stu set such a precedent for this yeah. is how the person who dresses like Ghostface acts once they've been unmasked. <laughs> and it's yeah. never been better than this newest movie. Like the, yeah. the killers in this new movie, again, we're not going to say anything just yet. We'll give you the like, we'll yo, there, yeah. we're about to talk about part five. Like if you've hung out this far, yeah. you're still in the clear, but like it's going to get, it's yeah, going to get we'll rocky work. soon. But like <laughs> those two actors are yes. just channeling an incredible level of insanity. Yeah. And, and that's that's what it need it needs to be. It did. It needed that. So my my big issue, I, I love two. It's not a flawless movie, but I really do love two. My issue with three is the ending. I was gonna say I, the whole I movie. Don't know. I honestly, <laughs> honestly, I was just I was just making a joke the other day. I I like the soundtrack has grown on me. Even though yeah, I know, like it's great. not, yeah. it's not, it's not phenomenal. It's not a great soundtrack. I mean, it's no it Scream a, Two soundtrack, it which is, no is the Scream best of the soundtrack. It is the best of the soundtracks. I will die on that hill because 100%. the first movie, you get the Bird Brain song and like two Bird other Brain and Nick Cave, and that that's it. Make. That yeah. soundtrack falls to shit after or track that, four. The, I don't know if this was on the soundtrack, but the that acoustic cover of Don't Fear the Reaper. It's it's a perfectly like it. fine cover, but yeah. like. There is some weird shit on there. Like, there's like a seven-minute-long Moby track in the middle of yeah. that fucking soundtrack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a terrible cover of School's Out. Like, I don't understand how they got yes. the rights to the Alice Cooper one for the movie, and then the soundtrack comes out, and it's yeah. this jazzy, like, no more pencils, no more boots. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, what's nice is, like, uh, 
having things like Apple Music and Spotify as people have made their own versions of the soundtracks and put the actual ones on there, which is really nice. Scream 2 definitely has the best soundtrack. I like Scream 3 soundtrack because it it literally takes you back to 2000. Like yes. it's Godsmack oh, it's a and machine. Creed yeah. and Power Man 5000. Like it's so good. Um my I I I love Scream 3 for the parts that you were saying. Like, when I saw first saw that movie, I was like, fucking Jay and Silent Bob's in this movie. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. That's Princess Leia. That's cool. The ticks in this movie? Like, so I, I had these things that I enjoyed. I don't know how anybody can like that ending. Like, I hate, hate the retconning of, all right, this dude gave Billy the idea. I yeah, hate that. That's, I fucking hate that. But see, here's here's where it's not okay. I'll never pretend that it's okay. Yeah. But what helps me swallow the pill yeah. that is Scream 3 is knowing that Kevin Williamson had nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> where I'm like, yeah. this is like just barely a legitimate sequel. To this here, movie. How, here how you could have, have fixed that the only like you could have fixed that by saying um what's the what's his name what is his fucking what is the killer's name in scream three roman roman okay you have roman find out about like maureen's death or whatever then have him like kind of plot his revenge don't i i hate the idea because i feel like billy would I'll say Billy is one of is a is I'm not I don't want to say perfect because perfect is a very strong word. I think Billy is a very well written character for yeah. who he is, and I like the idea that yes, Billy is a psychopath, but he's a smart psychopath. So and I don't like the idea that Roman Roman's the reason this whole thing kicked off. This character that we knew nothing about this entire time is the reason everything's happening. I hate that shit. It's it's okay in a movie series like Saw where this is all fucking bad shit anyway. Like who fucking cares? Yeah. But for Scream where again, we talk about what they talked about in Scream 5, mo- a movie series that is very near and dear to a lot of our hearts. And they're like, "Oh, this random fucking guy. Hey, it's Sydney's brother," which I'm still okay with. But hey, it's Sydney's brother who went to hang out in Woodsboro for fucking two days to tell Billy to kill Maureen. Yeah, it's it makes <laughs> and zero sense. Also, I just saw this note. I was hopping onto the wiki page because I wanted to remind myself what was on the Scream Three soundtrack because I remember it yeah. was acceptable, but that <laughs> but that's about it. And I just saw this yeah. note that I never knew, but it totally makes sense. Uh, yeah. That in the director's commentary for Scream Three. Angelina is revealed to have been the second killer. Yep. Uh, yep. The scene revealing her survival and uh, and everything had been cut. Wes Craven elaborated that an earlier scene in the film where Sydney came across Angelina wearing the ghost face gear in her dressing room, which she passes off as still wearing due to just having come off the set, with Sydney unknowingly actually having caught her in the act of changing into the gear. Uh, Craven further left it ambiguous on whether she had genuinely been betrayed or murdered by her partner after wandering off to change or whether she was still alive in the Scream Trilogy box set booklet written by Craven. Angelina is listed among the characters still alive after the third film. Yeah. Yep. 
Good old Emily Mortimer. You, Look at her. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you know how Scream Three was supposed to end? Uh, I know that there was like fourteen different endings to that movie. So, so one I, of the ones that's been brought up recently, before Scream Five came out, funny enough, is that it was fans of the Stab series that orchestrated everything. Oh. And one of they were going to go very April Fool's Day with it. And no one had actually died. Oh. Yeah. And um, it was just a bunch of fans trying to come together and reinvigorate the franchise. Which is, I feel like, very telling with where we went with Part 5. Again, not giving too much away. So we go from Scream 3 and 11 years pass and we get Scream 4. Which for some reason, I brought this up the other day, was shot as if there was Vaseline covering the lens do you like what the fuck man like there's i don't i don't understand it because as much as people hate on my soul to take there was nothing weird like that there's a lot weird with that movie yeah there's nothing weird with the way it was shot like this movie literally looks like there's some form of glossy film over the lens. Watch Scream 4 again if you don't know what I'm talking about. All right. But it looks different than every other movie that was made. Um, well, I Sc- think I, I think the other... There's a whole lot of... Pro- like, I like Scream 4 a lot. For a really yeah, like long Scream time. For a really long time, I said that it was as good, if not slightly better, than Part 2. Like, I thought that it was okay. a really good movie. But I think that Scream 4 made a mistake that Scream 5 did a much better job of, which yeah. was like Scream 4 was trying... Re- I felt like Scream 4 was really trying hard to, like, quote-unquote, bring Scream to a whole new generation. Yeah. Where Scream 5 feels more like when I saw, say, American Reunion, right? Like, okay, American yeah. Reunion is 100% a movie that you need to have seen the other American Pie movies yeah. to appreciate... So it was made for the people who grew up on those movies mm-hmm. and possibly younger kids who may have seen those movies through their older siblings or parents. Yeah. Like it was not like, let's really aim for this teen demographic. Like, and I feel like this movie did a much better job of paying service to the long term fans and doing so in a way. I'll say about right now is where if you haven't seen Scream 5, I'm pretty sure we're getting to the point of no return. Yeah, we're getting close. We're getting Um, close enough. But Scream 5 did things in such a way that I don't know about you. I had an argument with someone about this. But if they do a Scream 6 and there is none of the original Scream cast left in it, but they bring back the survivors of this movie... I'm okay with that. They crafted characters that I care about. They've given them their kind of their own unique storylines. And it's just like, I don't need to see, like, I don't know. Like, maybe Halloween Kills kind of tainted this for me. But I'm kind of past the point where I want to watch a bunch of 60-year-old women do a better job at fighting a killer than a teenager. (laughs) But here's the thing. The other thing is, I'm seeing the sad listeners. Dylan's not good, doing a good job emoting his feelings. He's just giving me visual cues. But um, <laughs> I'm not angry because I can't. I'm not arguing with you're saying. I'm sad about it. You're and sad like, because so, I'm right. Because I just yeah. want these two people to be happy and not have to continue dealing yeah, with this bullshit. I get it. So, <laughs> like, so my biggest issue with Scream Four, um, with watching Scream Four recently, is 
some of the stuff is so forced. Like, like there's a line um, that the Culkin kid says. I can't remember his name in the movie. One, one, he's of, one them. of the he's one of the killers. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, like Jill's the only one that everybody remembers. From. Dylan was very invested in his character. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's a good character. I do like his like weird interactions with Kirby, which was another thing that we found out in Scream Five, which we'll get to. I don't yeah. know if you saw that. Yeah, you caught that. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, there's a line where he's talking about liking Kirby, and his friend walks away, and he goes, "Yeah, as if, right, Dick." And it's like, it's a moment where Scream 4 is like, do you remember that part of Scream 1? Do you remember when Matthew Lillard said, as if to Jamie Kennedy? Do you remember that? Like, Scream 4 felt very much like you said, hey, Scream's back. And if you really like Scream, you'll really like this movie. Where I feel like what you said with Scream 5, Scream 5 has been like, hey, we made another fucking Scream movie. Franchise is back, but guess what? Like, we're not focusing on these characters anymore. Like, uh, I want to throw out one more. I want to throw out one more thing, just because. <laughs> just because I keep no, jumping go for on, it, dude. I keep go jumping on wiki pages and then finding out shit that I didn't know. <laughs> go for it. So I clicked into the Scream Four thing, a yeah. to remind myself exactly who played Kirby, and also to try to figure out R- Rory Culkin playing Rory Charlie Culkin. Walker. Um, yeah. He but was not as cool as the Culkin that played Wallace in Scott Pilgrim. But. 100%. Fact. <laughs> um, but I saw this little yeah. fucking tidbit. <laughs> yeah. Like, Matthew Lillard has an uncredited cameo appearance at the Stabathon party after what previous <laughs> after previously portraying Stu in Scream and making a similar uncredited cameo at a two. sorority house party in Scream 2. Yeah, he, he re- that one. He revealed in 2009 that Stu was originally intended to be revealed as the killer in Scream 3, that. having survived his fa- his apparent death in yeah. Scream, retroactively making his Scream 2 and Scream 4 characters also Stu. So, <laughs> uh, however, like, this plot was abandoned in the script rewritten without Stu following the Columbine massacre. Yeah. Um, so th- so one of the things that was a that was a rumor going around for a while like every movie they were like i bet Stu's coming back which is so crazy the fucking dumbest thing ever somebody even they made like fan trailers for scream 5 where they put matthew lillard in them and i'm like burn up bro this isn't a fucking flat screen (laughs) like dude got crushed by like a 200 pound television so and it smashed electrocuted him All right, so let me. And talk he was about, stabbed like ten times. I know you're getting upset. I want to talk to you. I'm sorry, the I want to talk to you about Mike. So, crazy, so, so look. I love Matthew Lillard, by the way. The Stu survived everything is one of the craziest fan theories out there. If you bring up the Tatum shit, I yep. don't want to talk about <laughs> it. Talk you're about- so wrong. <laughs> Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into One Hit Wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Krayshawn's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Pass to Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? 
As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come, baby, come, and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. We're making an ad. Napping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. I have, it's not true. I have zero evidence for this. No one has ever defended this belief. I know except I'm wrong. Except him. Except Matt Kelly. It's my own theory. That's it's why. an awful theory. It doesn't make any sense. I have a theory that Tatum may have been in on the killings He's, in the first not. Scream movie. Because, that doesn't make any sense. Because she acts as Stu's lullaby, uh, alibi. Alibi. <laughs> alibi in the beginning. She goes, Stu is with me all night. She doesn't say where they were at. She could have been at Casey's house, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Randy brings that up. Was that before or after he sliced and diced? Let's, let me continue. Number two. <laughs> Tatum is the last person to speak to Sydney before Ghostface originally makes his attack on her in her own home. Then when she's when Sydney's staying at Tatum's house, oh, who calls Ghostface? It's almost like someone is strategically letting Ghostface know when Sydney is in her most vulnerable spot so that they can work out their entire plan. Just saying they need a person on the inside who has a connection with the police department to know what the police department's doing. Oh, who is who's Tatum's brother? Oh, the doofy deaf deputy. Okay, but like hold on, I'm not done. All- number three. <laughs> These are, hold on, hold on. Before you get to number three, these are all things that can simply be explained as Stu's her boyfriend. Yes, like, no, we'll continue. <laughs> okay, all right. all right. Step number three also, even though it makes legitimately zero sense for Sydney to go to this party, Tatum is like, you've got to go to this party. You've got to be at this party where you can very easily get lost in the crowd and disappear. What's her other option? To stay home by herself? No, that Tatum goes, I'm not going to go to this party. You and I are going to hang out. That's what a friend and not a killer would do. I don't think so. (laughs) And then finally... Because if you're... Hold on. Put yourself in Tatum's shoes. Do you want to be sitting alone with the woman that's being attacked multiple times? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All so convenient. He just shrugged. And theory number four... Theory this number the four, in the, the in the garage, says, says Randy. <laughs> in the garage, she's not even remotely upset that there's someone dressed as Ghostface. Why? Because she knows that her boyfriend's Ghostface, and she's she like, doesn't. he will no. never, he would never hurt me. I'm in on the plan, but Billy and Stu were like, ooh, three's too many. She's a blabbermouth. We got to get rid of her. Okay, so here's the thing. I legit think that Tatum is just an airhead, and that's like, probably true. Here's she, the thing: she sees herself as in, untouchable. So all I'm gonna say is, face, yeah. All I'm gonna say Randy. is, yeah. I'm aware that I'm crazy. I'm aware yes. that this is not true. Okay. But, not true. but it's a fun theory. Next time that you watch Scream, just watch it with that in mind. I won't. And there's, it's <laughs> listeners it's inter- do it. I'm not going. It's to. <laughs> entertaining how many things you're like. 
That is what a killer would do. <laughs> like, <laughs> ooh, ooh Tatum knows something. This is also coming from the person who I think I told you and I posted on the internet that like yeah. every fucking character that showed up on the screen, I'm like, they did it. They were yep, on screen. It. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, yep. So my that and that what you're saying is the main issues I have with Roman like being like, hey, I was around for the first one. Is like there's no actual evidence that shows that you were anywhere near Woodsboro for the first movie. No, not at all. Not, um, not okay. even a little bit. We got to get back to Scream 4 because for the love of God, we got to talk Scream 5. Okay. So Scream 4, I like Scream 4. A lot of the stuff seems forced. I like it once it gets to uh, Kirby's house. Um, Justice for Kirby. I think the Stabathon idea is fucking amazing. I would love to do a Stabathon in a fucking like wooded barn or whatever. Uh, that'd be really fun. Um, I think I'd even do a screamathon in a post-COVID world, where yeah, it's like, hey, we're just gonna yeah. load up in a house and we're just gonna fucking knock out every scream Hell movie, yeah. like yeah. start at noon and go until you know yeah. however long it takes. I guess so, that would be ten hours, noon to ten. Yeah. yeah. I love, and I posted about this. I love the idea of fuck it. This movie ends as Jill is being wheeled out from the house, like yeah. on, the, on the stretcher. I love that idea, but I do love that fucking cheesy ass. Don't fuck with the original. Line. Oh, it's 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 fantastic. <laughs> it's a great line. I love that fucking line. It's, it but I, look, well, you don't know what I'm referring to because you still haven't seen this damn movie. But I love that the last ten minutes of Scream Four is just the ending of Doctor Giggles all over again. Oh yeah, like yeah. like when you watch Doctor Giggles because eventually it's going to happen. You're going to be here, and I'm going to make you watch Doctor Giggles. Fuck yeah! But you're going to be like hey, the twenty eighth. Yeah, need to watch it. You're going to be like holy fucking shit. Scream Four ripped off the ending of Doctor Giggles. It is such a strange. <laughs> I wish they could have done that anywhere but a hospital. Like, yeah. I don't... I, I didn't need it in the hospital. I understand why we're in the hospital. Um, it's so funny watching these movies with Teddy, because she's seen some of them, but not all of them, and she hadn't seen Scream 4. And as soon as she goes... As soon as Jill goes, we should write it with our matching wounds, <laughs> Teddy leans over and goes... This bitch, she doesn't know Gail got stabbed in the shoulder. <laughs> Gail looks at Dewey and goes, how'd she know I got stabbed in the shoulder? I love fucking Dewey's look. Oh, fuck. And runs down the corner. I, lo- I love Scream 4. It is up there with Scream 2 to me. It's um, a fun movie. It, it dude, is a fun movie. The opening, the the like stab six, so seven, good. eight. Yeah. It's so fucking good. So, so funny. Good. So, good so smart. Um, but yeah, so let's get into it. All right, for real now, if you <laughs> yeah, haven't seen part five. If you have five, not seen Scream 5, turn this shit off and go. And what are you doing? Go see Scream 5. <laughs> Unless you are immunocompromised, then stay home and wait for it to hit your TV. Um, but see Scream 5 as soon as it comes out. It's really good, guys. That that's, that's our review. Each week on the One Hit Thunder podcast, we welcome a special guest to come take a deep dive into a One Hit Wonder artist with us. And together, we decide if that artist brought the one-hit thunder or was nothing more than a one-hit blunder. You can find One Hit Thunder anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So hit that subscribe button and join in on the fun each week. It's really fucking good. It's really good. It's a fun time. It's a fun watch. Um, Great performances. 
Like, yeah. yeah. All right. Let's. So, what do you, what do we want to talk about with Scream Five? Because I feel like there's so much I want to say, but okay. there's also like not that much that I want to say at at, at so its core. So I have like a checklist in my head, and we'll we'll see we'll Let's see where we go, and, and I'm sure it. I'll yeah, say you something, and you'll be like, oh, so this fucking thing. No, I think I got that out of my system. <laughs> I think I got. Um, it's so funny because I'm gonna sound like an ass because people are gonna be like, you didn't think that. On the way to the theater, I thought, wouldn't it be cool if the opening victim was in the whole movie? Like, oh, like if, that's if, really... if, if they didn't die. Because well, I, I hadn't seen any trailers. Yeah, I watched I didn't nothing. Watch, yeah, I didn't watch any trailers, but I was like, what if the what if this vi- character was in the whole thing? Um, and that's the way they went with it. I, I, I kind of liked that. Although I, I also was like, what fucking star did they get to kill in the first opening scene? Yeah. I, I, I like that part too. Um, as soon as she answers the phone and Roger Jackson starts talking, tears. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have that. I didn't have that. But there's I, I, I didn't parts cry, where I cried. but I definitely teared up. I um, definitely teared up. But, but like, so similarly, I think I told you that I was talking to my brother maybe an hour before I left for the theater. Yeah. And I said to him, you know, I know that they're not going to do it, but I feel like it's about time they kill one of the three original survivors because, like, this is getting absurd that these three people are all, like, coming out of this okay. But I literally was like, they'll never do that. Like, I I literally, I really thought, like, these three characters are fucking untouchable. And then, like, as much as it killed me, actually, let me reword that. As much as it gutted me (laughs) to see Dewey die, um, I was like, this is right. This yeah. is this is right. This is how it... But then I was like... See, what it did that was brilliant was that the rest of the movie, I'm like, yo, are they going to fucking kill Gail and Sydney? Because like, yeah. I there were many times where I was like, I could see them killing one more of them. So I went... <laughs> so here was my... Here's... We're going to bounce back just, just a tiny bit. My biggest issue with how I approached Scream 4 was I read everything. Like yeah. if if news came out for Screen Four, I fucking read it. Oh, I didn't. I touch went in. Yeah. I I wish I wouldn't have, but I was so invested that like oh, I need to know. I need to know what's gonna happen. Um, that I went into Screen Four knowing who the killers were, and the the rumors that they were gonna kill Dewey started with Screen Four. Yeah, everybody thought Dewey was gonna die, so I went into Screen Five like Dewey's dead. I'm like Dewey's well, and they did. dead. Like well, Dewey and is they dead definitely man reveal walking. him. Yeah, I mean the second that you see him, it's like, oh, this is. Yeah, this is one of those. This this is the reveal that you give to the to the character that you know is gonna yeah. die, but he's gonna die a hero. Like, <laughs> and and the way they did it was so good. So, um. So we're in the hospital with 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 one of the main characters, um, who was atta- who was the original person attacked, and basically the killer is there again attacking them, and basically her sister, Dewey, and this other person show up, and they come through, and basically they they get in there and they save her, and they knock Ghostface out, and then they all walk to the elevator. And I'm sitting there like I'm I'm like Dewey's gonna fucking die. And then they walk to the elevator. I'm like, all right, whew, cool, yeah. we're free. And Dewey just stops and goes, 
like I don't remember his exact line, but basically it equivalents to I need to fucking end this. Yeah, and hits the button and sends them down, and I audibly in the theater went no. <laughs> <laughs> Because I knew it. I knew that was coming. And it's like slow-mo Dewey walk into the fu- to fucking Ghostface. And Dewey gets the like such a brutal death. Like, I mean, stabbed in the chest, stabbed in the back where his old stab wound is. And then the killer takes the knives and rips up. Yeah. And like basically guts Dewey where he stands and just whispers in his ear, it's been an honor. Yeah. Fuck this movie's good. Yeah. This so let's talk about that. Ghostface is fucking brutal. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. When just the very first attack, yeah. I was like, holy fuck. Like, yeah. like it is like uncomfortable that attack. Yeah. So so if for those of you like if you watched Scream 4. The Olivia death, the one in the bedroom, basically, if you took that death and made it every single person in this movie, where there is just blood everywhere, and everyone that died was stabbed, like, 35 times, that's basically all of the deaths in Scream 5. It They are absolutely brutal. Absolutely yeah. brutal. These, I love the characters. Um... I thought it was kind of cool that we got that. Oh, I can't remember his name. The dude with the stash and the mullet. Oh, who was yeah, there yeah, for like the, a scene? Kyle, Kyle Gallner. Kyle I think Gallner. so. the The one who's supposed to be like tied to Stu in some way, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, who I love that he's probably the most famous of the newer cast. I loved his death. The fact that red right hand played on the radio yeah as he was getting murdered i first of all props to bringing nick cave back because we didn't get that shit in scream four yeah ridiculous didn't make any sense um shout out to the ready or not guys radio silence so good uh, the people behind this movie um i've been watching those dudes since the chad matt and rob skits on youtube um, so it's amazing to see how far they have come. Like the fact that I've been watching these guys grow since 2008 is absolutely insane to me. And the one guy, Matt, is the guitarist for Link 80. Yep. So, I just like, found that's... that out a couple months, <laughs> like two weeks ago. Yeah. Like it that's absolutely insane to me. So the, the fact that these people that you can tell are fans got to kind of take over the helm for Wes Craven because it's it's one of those series that you're like this series can't exist without Wes and they did an absolute amazing job um what do you think of the ending uh which part i mean okay. in general i liked it but so I... let's 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 first talk about our new characters okay cuz I, I see that like i've seen on twitter that specifically melissa uh, Barrera, I think is how you pronounce her last name. The yeah. main character, Sam, is getting a lot of hate. People are saying like she can't act, she's stiff. I thought she did great. I think she did great. And here's the thing that really bothers me about that, because someone else texted me that. They're like, the actress who played Sam couldn't act her way out of a bag. And I'm like, hey, how about we also give a little bit of credit to the fact that this is her second film in English yeah 
ever. And the first one was in the Heights where she was playing someone who was Spanish. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe her English, like, like she's like, well, her English was fine. It was just that she was bad. I'm like, no, but like, do you understand that there is still a loss in translation a little bit there? (laughs) Like there's still also like, Hello, are we ignoring the fact that her character is seeing the ghost of her dead serial killer father yes. like constantly? Like, like I don't I don't understand what more you wanted. Well, and that was listen, here's the other thing and this drives me fucking crazy as yeah. well anyway, like already, but like the amount of people <laughs> the amount of people who I've heard multiple people tell me that they, their biggest problem with this movie was that it was the first... This was an exact quote. It's the first Scream film where I don't believe in the killer's motives. And I was like, then you've never been on a message board or at a horror convention because yeah. I've never bought also, a motive Also, this movie's more. for you, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, like, like, the fact that you're getting... If you're getting that frustrated with how this movie ended, this is a movie made for you. Like, they're, yeah. they're talking about you. Well, and that's, like, the thing that also comes comes down to it in this movie is that like I was like no it even toss the motive out yes is the motive a little absurd a little bit has the whole fucking movie every line of dialogue been like fuck elevated horror let's just get dumb and dirty like that is almost every scene when they're talking about Scream they're like the Stab franchise wasn't about elevated horror it was about just having good dumb fun and it's like and that's exactly what it is. And dumb fun equals yep. dumb motive. Like, exactly. just strap in and have a good time with it. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I really liked it. I think that, um, is it Mikey Madison and Jack Quaid uh, just fucking swinging for the fences? Dude, absolutely killing it. So the whole movie, I'm like. I really hope Jack Quaid isn't one of the killers because I really I, love his character. I like I really felt in love my his core character. that he. I was like, he's either going to die or he's going to be the character. Yeah, but either way. Also, side note: Did you recognize Randy's nephew? Randy's nephew? No. The so the the one who you know him and his and his sister yeah, both yeah, end yeah. up surviving. He is in Let It Snow as the boyfriend that rejects the main girl that's on the the ride with Joan Cusack throughout oh, the movie. As I'm like, this dude looks stupid familiar and I can't figure <laughs> out why. And it's this is literally his third movie. Like he did he did He's Book apparently Smart. the son of Cuba Gooding Jr. too. <laughs> yeah. He's he did Book Smart, he did Let It Snow, and then he did Scream. Um, oh my god. So, so like so perfect thought, track record but yeah he's also he's the, the son of Cuba Gooding Jr so that might also be why he looks slightly familiar but and like, I so I love that all of our characters have connections to the past characters because that's the t- kind of town that Woodsboro is yes like it's a small town like yes everybody's related so for people that don't live in these small towns I do I yeah. know about 500 breedings yeah. That live around here. My, like, like I I uh when I was doing dog walking, the woman who ran the dog walking company was not from Delaware County. Yeah. Uh and she was like, I'll tell you what, Delco is the most incestuous place I've ever been to because <laughs> y'all never leave. Y'all just breed with yeah. each other for decades. And I'm like, it's yep, funny. That's it's, what it is. Like that's how it works. Like it makes sense that there is uh 
people related to Randy and people related to Stu and people related to Billy. Um, speaking of Billy, dude, that when they showed him, I mouth agape. Yeah. Like I, that was something that was the, you saw Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Okay. That was the daredevil moment. Yep. For me, when they showed daredevil, I was like, what? But see, I don't know. I would say if there was anything that I didn't, like about this you movie. You didn't like that? I just didn't like his presence. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I'm fine with her being the the daughter, but like you want to know what would have been fucking really cool in what? this <laughs> instead of Cuz I'm starting to agree with you. I and I I I'm I'm I have comments to make. Go ahead. Go ahead. So instead of Skeet Ulrich with this very weird CGI yeah. making himself look younger. Yeah. And I love Skeet Ulrich. All the respect yeah, in the world to yeah. Skeet Ulrich. Hell yeah. Dude is great on on honestly, even if you don't like Riverdale, he was the he's the best part. I would he's agree one with of that. the best parts with of Riverdale. This girl has very little connection with this man. This man was yeah. dead before she was ever born. Yes. You know what would have been kind of funny? What? Luke Wilson is who she sees. <laughs> <laughs> it would have tied in it would have, it would have tied into the way that everything's about Holy the movies shit. that would have been so fucking good that like, would have been amazing luke like, wilson like luke oh wilson as billy loomis because she's like seeing the movie version of this character yeah, because yeah. that's what she's been raised on you know what yeah. i mean like like I, I like i'm saying that kind of jokingly but there's part of me it's also like no it would make more sense that that's like who she connects her dad to because outside yeah. of like a couple photographs that show up on like true crime shit, like she sees the movies where this character is playing who she now knows is her dad. Oh, that makes sense. But that would have been so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that, it makes sense. But that would have been so stupid. That's one of those things that like, if you could explain that in like graphic novel form, like it may come off good, but on the on the movie screen, that oh, would have been dumb as hell. Yeah, I'm, but you know what? I'm going for it. But yeah, so but, I, but my issue is, I I loved them showing Billy, but my main issue was like they tried to give him like a, re, a like a redemption arc with this. Yeah, kind hey, of. Like, like there's where the gun is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where it's like, do what you need to do. Fucking kill this guy. But see, and, it's and like. I, I guess I, I just know. like I don't need Sam to have some fucking dark passenger of her yeah. dad floating. It was around. just cool. That was one hundred percent fan service. Yeah. Like- <laughs> that was fan service. And it would have been like I would have been fine if like she's taking pills and she's like, you have all of that. But I think that like you should have only seen him one time, like like when she was driving and she saw the him in the rearview mirror yeah, 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 after yeah. everyone accused her of being the killer because she's yeah. her. That should have been the only time. That should have been. Yeah. I we think, didn't need to keep bringing him back. I think that that was too much. Like it's like the, I don't. The, the ending portion where you see him is kind of very swing away. Yeah. Like from signs. Yeah. Swing not away. swing yeah. away, Sam. <laughs> not yeah. Not digging it. Not digging it. I. It was I just, cool. I. I liked it. But, but that was, I, I mean, that's probably my biggest strike. And and I think that, like, I think that there are going to be people who hate this movie because of just that. 
And yeah. I feel like, are you really going to let like what is five minutes of this yeah, entire I movie like, be like, like I think even less. Yeah. Like it's just like, it's, it's a dumb idea, but like, yeah. it's fine. It is what it is. it is. But I love these new characters. Like I'm being totally serious. I, I would watch yeah. scream six with Sam, Tara, Chad and Mindy in a whole nother situation. Like I, I like that they really, it's the same as the first movie in the sense that like, one of their friends is the killer and like one of their friends gets killed by the killer. But like, there's still like the core group of Randy and Sid <laughs> and, and, so, yeah, like and Dewey. I, I mean, I'm down to, to I'm down for that seriously. And it makes me sad because it's one of those things like, Hey, all of our friends are getting older. Like, <laughs> like all these people I grew up watching are getting older and I can't keep having I... the Sydney Gale Dewey. Now what would have been cool was what you had said where you thought or you were like all bets are off they could kill yeah. sydney in this fucking killer like i mean well, see, kill but that's sydney my... and then have gail gail is this character that we don't have to rely on in the sequels but you can have as like a mentor type like hey i need help i i i need this or something like that um but I'm with you. Like, if we get a Scream 6, which we're going to get a Scream 6. Yeah. No doubt. Um, we get a Scream 6. You're right. Remove those characters. I just... Because Take here's the other either. thing. We've learned... If we've learned anything from horror movies... Yeah. 99% of the time, the only way that they write off a legacy character is by killing them. Yeah. And I just want... Gail and Sydney to go off Not and live a happy die. life. You know what I mean? Like, like Sydney deserves it. But at the very most, at the very least, Sydney deserves dude, it. When that she bitch was did nothing of, wrong. Yeah. She's never done anything yeah. wrong. And she's at just least like, like Gail on the phone talking her about her kids and her husband yeah. and everything. I'm like, please don't, please don't. Like, like yeah. I was fine with that. Like I would have been literally fine if that was the entire appearance. I thought of that her. was gonna be it. Yeah. Like, like I, it was just I, like by a second for a second there, I thought that was gonna be it until they were in the hospital. Yeah. After which, Dewey died. Which you know what? I would have been totally fine if that was legitimately it. Like yeah. That she's just like Dewey. I'm glad that they got you to protect them. I I can't I can't keep yeah. doing this. You know what I mean? So it's like it was cool for them to mention Mark Kincaid. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they'll ever get Patrick Dempsey back. Yeah, fuck it. Bring Patrick Dempsey back in the next one. Yeah, he can <laughs> leave get Sydney out of it. Yeah, Man. kill him. <laughs> kill I can't Patrick be there. Dempsey. I'm pregnant. I'm sending my <laughs> yeah, sending exactly. Mike in my place. <laughs> no, but like I um, <laughs> they got yeah, a badass ending. They, they got they a really good. They got a good ending. And yeah. I, dude, the the last like thirty minutes of this movie is so fucking fun. Like so fucking fun. It's absolutely um, blessed. Jack Quaid. I am so ready for that dude to fucking blow up. Um, yeah, and it made me finally want to sit down and watch Boys Season 2. Oh, my God. Boys Season, season two, 2 is so much better than Season 1. Really? Yeah, oh, I watched great. Season 1 in the day in a day, but I haven't watched Season 2 yet. So I need to sit down and watch that. It really puts Jack Quaid in a different view, especially if you've only seen Season 1, where he's kind of this... I, I don't want to say wimpy, but he is. like He's yeah. kind of wimpy in that first season of Boys. And then like seeing him in this, where he is fucking vicious. Yeah. Well, like, he's also been in. He was in the movie Tragedy Girls, which if you haven't seen Tragedy Girls, right. must watch. Yeah, and Tragedy then, Girls is great. And he was in a really good rom com that came out uh, on VOD during the pandemic called Plus yeah. One. Plus One, okay. That's starring him and Maya from uh, Pen Fifteen, 
And okay. it's that they're just friends from college who are always each other's plus ones at weddings, and then they slowly fall yeah. in love. But it's it's that's a cute. really it's a it's a good funny rom com yeah. that's totally worth no, watching. No, he's uh, Jack Wade is. Um, I thought he was great. I, I and yeah. what's funny is like he does come off before he's revealed as as one of the killers. He does come off as that Stu character, like his yeah. smart ass lines. He is he's like a mixture of Stu and Randy. Those smart ass lines. I loved his comments about the stab movies when you are under the impression that he hasn't seen any of them. Um, he did that so fucking well to the point where I knew in my heart he was the killer or, or one of the killers. And uh, in, in my mind, he is the main killer. Like he is the Billy and the other girl is the stew. Um, but I really didn't want him to be because I wanted to see him in another one. Yeah, well, see, and like, I didn't I think that, that was going to be the case. I, I thought <laughs> I thought that if he wasn't the killer, he was going to be, like, a, a yeah. definite body oh, on I, the I, ground. Like We've seen these movies enough to where I knew, but I didn't want it. Like, I, I didn't was like, want oh, it. just give me, give me, give me another. I, I want another movie with him. Make him the killer in the next one. He's like, you bitch, you brought me yeah. into this shit. Well, and I, <laughs> and I also want to give a shout out to the girl who played Amber. Um, yes. so Mikey Madison, so we made a reference to Frighteners earlier and yeah. she was fucking channeling the girl at the end of Frighteners when she oh, like yeah, she finally was. loses her mind and she's just like wide eyed, crazy smile, just like she, completely unhinged. Like, I, Mikey, Mikey Madison has the benefit of having a very unique look. Yes. Like she has a very unique look. And I think anything that she does, she's going to stand out in by the way she looks, her movements, her acting. Um, I will say one thing about her negatively, though. And maybe this falls more on the writing. I have never been more positive someone was the killer by how completely <laughs> disingenuous they felt about every single thing happening it's around definitely, them. That was definitely a problem with the writing. Yeah. Um, I don't think... As much as we sit there and know that these movies are whodunits, I don't think the purpose of this movie was to be unpredictable. No, but it's it's always fun to do the whodunit. The whodunit factor is definitely, the and best I didn't part. want it to be Amber because that was another one that from the beginning I was like, she's one of them. Yeah, and the only reason I know she's not the only one is because one of the killers is like seven foot tall. Yeah, so but <laughs> but see like the the flip side foot, nothing again. These movies, the more you think about it, the less it makes sense, and that's why you're probably not supposed yeah. to think about it too much. Obviously, yeah. yeah, one of the killers is seven foot tall, except for the fact that that seven foot tall killer is usually the one doing most of the killing when Richie is in the same camera. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is really it's really strange, but because you know I don't what? think it's Richie like killed said. that many people. In all no? honesty, like I have to watch it again. I, I think I'm that Richie, I should have went to see it yesterday. <laughs> well, no, because this is my fa- this is my favorite. I don't know why I love this so much, but yeah. I fucking love meticulously trying to figure out who did who what killing. What? Like, yeah. like, there's some great YouTube videos that break breaking it down, that shit down for sure. But but I think you have to think that Richie for a large chunk of this movie, yeah, is hanging out with Sam as an alibi. You know what I mean? Like, so I think it takes him out. Like, he obviously didn't attack Tara in the beginning because he was, like, back in wherever the fuck Sam was at the next morning. Um, I don't think that he did the hospital attack because he was, like, back in his room. I mean, none of them, though. Remember Netflix. 
That's true. Amber might not have even been at the hospital. That's true. Okay, well, I I think that he probably killed Vince, the dude that you were talking about, the, the mullet guy. He probably definitely killed Vince, which is, I think... Thinking back, that's my favorite death. I love the I, – I know I already brought it up, but the the fact that they put red right hand on the radio and then it cuts off and then it becomes like the oversound red yeah. right hand, so good. I feel like he probably didn't kill Wes or Trudy. Hey, again, you got to rewatch it, but it's like in my mind, do, I'm like – was Did he – I don't think he arrived – he wasn't with – was he with Dewey and Sam? I think he – well, Sam ran off. And yeah. then met them at the oh, scene okay. of the crime. Okay, so so he wasn't with Sam and Dewey because remember Sam runs off and Dewey gets in the car and they take off. No, so no, no, no. That's after the kill. That's when they go to the hospital. I'm talking yes, about. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. When they kill Dewey. Oh, when they I kill Dewey. That was Richie. That couldn't have been Richie. It's, Richie's it's, in the elevator with Sam and Tara. Is he? Yeah, because remember, Tara hits him with the phone at first when she thinks that it's the ghost face coming into the... He has the Stewie line, you hit me with the fucking phone. And then... Because remember, the ghost face is like, you got to choose between your boyfriend oh, or your that's sister. that's right. Yeah. That's right. So that's the one death that I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Because... <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the one death that doesn't make any sense because she fucking lifts Dewey up with those fucking knives. To be, look, I'll, look, um, we're going into the unrealistic things here, but but in in her defense, one of the very first things that Dewey does is list she all of the ways that he's a weak him. old man. You know what I mean? Like he's like, yeah, I've been stabbed nine thick, times. Bro. I got a limp. I got nerve damage. Like, Which is funny because that's the best shape David Arquette's looked in any been. of these fucking Ever movies. Been. But all right. So all right. Teddy I, we, said the same shit to me. She's like, he looks really good. I was like, this is around the time he was training to get back in the ring. <laughs> that'll do it to you. But yeah. all right. let's let's. We've gone about an hour, which is <laughs> way too long for a January episode of our Christmas podcast. Dude, cut I'm it in gonna... half. We'll do we'll do uh, part one and part two. Fuck it. Yeah, part one will be leading up to Scream Five, and then part yeah. two will be all Scream Five. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I don't What's know, your man. favorite see, scary movie, Dylan? See fucking Scream, bro. Yeah, I love scream. these movies so They're much. They're so good. I'm They're excited. So much fun. I love. Again, it goes back to what we just talked about. The the motive of those killers is these movies mean something to me. They're yeah, they're just I, when people ask like, "What's your favorite series?" Scream is always up there. I love these movies. I love the feeling of these movies. These movies are the reason that Halloween H two O is one of my favorite Halloween movies. Like because yeah. it's it's Scream with Michael Myers. Like that's what it is. Yeah. I absolutely adore these movies. And movies that feel like this. I I like the post-Scream slasher movies. I like those random whodunits. Urban Legend is absolutely incredible to me. I love that movie. I know how stupid it is. <laughs> I know how stupid some of these movies are. Valentine is an awful fucking movie, but I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I'll, I'll own every single one of these goddamn movies because it yeah, has a yeah. Scream verna, uh, uh, veneer on it. Exactly. Um, you know what's the one thing that, I was, that I'm more excited about than even talking about Scream? <laughs> what? The fact that next time we record, it's going to be face-to-face, buddy. Oh, my God, dude. I can't <laughs> wait to see your beautiful face, my friend. And we're finally going to sit down and watch Dr. Giggles, right? We're going to watch Dr. Giggles. We're going to watch Dr. Giggles. We're going to record a couple episodes. You're going to take your fucking Camp Crystal Lake blanket and pillow take my, home. my blanket and pillow home. And then we're going to watch The Rumble. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to watch The Rumble, which... 
I who's who's showing up? I don't have predictions. I not a clue. Not even going to try. I haven't watched any wrestling AEW or WWE for Do about we four see? months. Let's 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 lay down a let's lay down a prediction. David Arquette. Oh. Yes, we don't see <laughs> David Arquette as much as I, I feel like AEW is primed to bring Arquette in. Yeah, like just for one, just for one. Why not? Because in my thought, they missed their opportunity. We've about this. Why God are we damn, doing this? No, no, no. Tangent. We're gonna. We're, I'm Here we go. We're going on this. I'm putting the kibosh <laughs> on this. Merry Christmas, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Matt. <laughs> oh, whoa. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Krayshawn's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. We're making an ad. Napping ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. (laughs) So, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 